as I get older and I understand business more, and like I said, you know, I went from a short-term survival mode type of uh, hustling to a longer term, and I want a business that that I'm proud, that is fulfilling, that makes a big difference in the world. And so, it took a few years to really like create this this hero brand. Welcome to The Real Deal, a commercial real estate investing podcast. I'm your host, Aman Shahi. There's a ton going on in the world right now, and much of it impacts real estate investors. The Real Deal podcast will take a look at what's happening and how it influences you as a real estate investor. Each episode is a 20-minute segment dedicated to distilling the day's most important news, so you can stay up to date on what's going on in the world and how it might affect the commercial real estate market. Welcome back to another episode of the Cashflow Capitalist Show. Today we have a very special guest. His name is Tim Ma. Hey Tim, welcome to the show. Hey Aman, good. Thanks for having me. Excited. Um, me too. So Tim, in 30 seconds, give us your introduction, who you are. Yeah, so I'll give the short version. So I was originally from Vietnam. I uh, came here as, a, as an immigrant when I was 12 years old. My older brother was 19. Uh, we had to escape out of Vietnam. It's a whole long story there, but, uh, you know, we came here as just the two of us without our parents. And um, we, uh, uh, you know, we used to live in Section 8 housing apartments and kind of grew up from there. Um, you know, I went to uh, school here. I went to college. I dropped out of college toward the end because I, I got an IT job uh, offer in Dallas. So I live in Houston. So I moved to Dallas for that IT job. Worked there for a couple of years, and then the dot-com bus came, right? The dot-com came, and then the, the that, that bus <laughs> came. Um, and then the company went belly up. I got laid off. Uh, and so I, you know, I had to look for something else to do. So I decided to get into real estate investing because I heard that over 80% of real estate investors invest, uh, real uh, self-made millionaires invest in real estate. So I was like, oh, if that's what they do, I need to do that. So... I got to real estate investing. That's 21 years ago. Can you believe that? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, so I've been in real estate for 21 years now. Most of that was in single family home um, and also in, um, uh, in land. Uh, I do a lot. I still do a lot of land uh, flipping and land investing, land entitlement. Um, and then um, a year ago, a little bit over a year ago is when I got into this real estate syndication space. Um, and now that I'm here, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe all of the limiting beliefs that I had around what it takes to do multifamily and commercial real estate that had me, you know, um, uh, stuck to my comfort zone of single family homes. And, uh, and yeah, you know, it's one of those things where, you, um, we always wish like we could have gotten into it earlier, <laughs> but, uh, but here I am. <laughs> so yeah. And I, I live in Houston with my uh, beautiful wife. She's, um, we've been together since high school and we have two, yeah, we have two teenage boys, um, 16 and 19. And that's what I call American dream. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um, if I ask you, um, how did your early experience of your life shape the perspective of the life, and how that drive you to pursue the American dream? Yeah, yeah, definitely, great, great question, and it's it's so interesting. Uh, but yeah, so growing up, so number one, you know, growing up in Vietnam, 
Um, Vietnam is a very entrepreneur country. We are a very, you know, hustle, bustle uh, uh, type of country. So I think that that's sort of where I got my entrepreneur bug. Uh, and then being here, you know, at the age of 12, my brother's 19, uh, we were kind of forced to build something. <laughs> uh, and so, uh, so yeah, so I learned entrepreneurship very early on. Uh, in high school, I used to go to those garage sales where they sell used computer parts, buy used computer parts, put them, to, you know, build computers, resell computers. In college, I bought used cars, fix them up, you know, resell them. Uh, and then, um, yeah, and then, and then, you know, I got an IT job from there. But all of that sort of um, uh, need to figure out how to survive. I mean, I can, you know, going back to my childhood, there were countless days that I come home from middle school, open up a refrigerator, and there's literally nothing but a bottle of tap water. <laughs> like, like literally. Um, and so, yeah, like, you know, my brother and I really had to learn to survive. And so we, we've done all kinds of stuff and some very stupid stuff, including dealing drugs, yeah. uh, you oh, know, and, yeah, just like whatever we could to survive. And, uh, and yeah, so that led me into my whole journey as an entrepreneur yep. and, you know, uh, uh, like just all, always out there hustling it. Right. Uh, but, but it also, you know, one, one of the things that it also did for me growing up in that environment is that it, it had me think uh, very short term, you know, like how do I survive the next day, the next month, right? Um, and so I, I, I find myself, you know, at the beginning of my entrepreneurship journey, looking at things from a very short term perspective versus now that I've been in this industry for so long, like, you know, now I, I can see a much longer term um, but yeah, that's some, you know, uh, it's, it's so interesting how, uh, how that, you know, works out, but, um, yeah, I'm constantly, you know, I'm constantly learning new things, ever, especially ever since I've been into this syndication industry. And as you know, I interview a top syndicator every week and every week that I interview someone, it just like, it stretches my mind so much, you know, of what is possible, right? And you always always got to learn something from them too. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I learned a ton from them, uh, and it yeah, it's just it expanded my mind so much. I have you know since I've been in this uh, syndication space for a little bit over a year now, my mind has been so stretched, like way like yeah, the things that I'm doing now. That twelve year old boy that came to the U.S. could never possibly imagine. He would be doing right now. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, that's something that you, you said. Is, that's really great. Um, I want to make a comment. Hard times make strong men, yep. and strong men make great time. Great time make weak men. Weak men bring hard times. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, if I ask you, how old were you when you started in real estate? What was your first transaction like? Yeah, so I was so um that was 2002, so I was 27 years old. No, not 20. Is it 27? Yeah, 27. 27 years old. Uh my very first deal, um I um I was in a bookstore. Back then we actually go to the bookstore. We don't just order on Amazon. So I would you know, I would go to the bookstore and and read in the book in in the bookstore so I didn't have to write the buy the book. 
I didn't have much money at that time. So, uh, so one day I, uh, I was reading a book. It was on um, single family home lease option, creative financing stuff. But on chapter three of the book, it says, uh, if you want to go do, if you want to do a deal in the next 30 days, go put out a hundred bended signs. And I, that's all I needed to, to hear. And then I closed the book, put it back on the shelf, went out there. I was like, you know, the book says a hundred, but I mean, you know, I, I, I want to make sure I, I get this done. So uh, I told my um, now wife back then was just my girlfriend, but I told my girlfriend, Hey, let's go put out 200 signs. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, so we put out 200 signs. Um, and, um, um, on that was on a Thursday, and then we we went and attended a three day weekend seminar that uh, Robert Robert Allen's uh, was putting on, and uh, um, and then on s Monday morning, this uh, a seller called me seven a.m. I was still sleeping, uh, so she didn't even leave a message. So I call her back, play phone tag a little bit. Long story short. Yeah, you know, I was able to uh, get her on the phone, and she told me about this property, which wasn't too far from me. She wanted sixty thousand dollars for this property, and at that seminar, I had just learned to negotiate. So I said, "You know, is that the best you can do?" And I just shut up. And she's like, "Well, the best I can do is fifty-five thousand. And silent it, treatment. It, <laughs> silent, yeah, but that one little, you know, uh, 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 um. Phrase like made me an extra five grand, right? So, so when she said yeah, when she said fifty five thousand, I mean, I was so excited inside because I know that was a that was a deal. It was already a good deal at sixty thousand, but even better at fifty five. Uh, so yeah, so I, uh, I I I bought that property um, and talk about capital raising. So that particular deal. Um, I used my sister as my private lender on that deal. You know, I I, I had learned about you know hard money lenders and private lenders, and I you know hard money lenders they were charging like twelve uh, percent uh, plus three points or some some numbers like that at that time. And I I knew my sister had some money in CDs. I was like, look, you have money sitting in CDs that's you know earning you one percent. How about this? I'll, I'll I'll give you triple that. I'll give you three percent. Three percent. And so she oh, loaned me the money as a <laughs> private lender. So yeah, so I uh, I bought that property, fixed it up, resold it, uh, netted like a little bit over fifty thousand dollars on that deal. And now I was like, oh. And now I didn't tell you before that. Before that, I was door knocking on pre foreclosures for six months and got zero deals. <laughs> so. So you also mentioned like you acquired and sold almost like fifty million dollar of the deals, and how? Yeah. What did you What did you learn from that? Was it before um, syndication, after syndication? That That was before syndications. Um, I'm I'm in a number of syndications deal now, uh, but uh, but yeah, I uh, I've done a lot in the single family home. I was a high volume uh, wholesaler flipper. Uh, and I also big did some uh, some bigger deals as well. Um, like I have some big land deals, um, and so yeah, it, I've um, you know one of the skill sets that I've learned uh, is marketing. So I've gotten really good. If I if I look at all the things that we do as entrepreneurs, and if I have to pick like just one thing that I am the best at out of all the things that we have to do, it would be marketing. Um, and, um, yeah, so, so I just did a lot of marketing. I used to, I was like one of the first 
We Buy Houses guys on TV here in Houston. This oh, is wow. 2003. So, when so we yeah, have Instagram. I, <laughs> yeah, I was one of the first guys that did internet marketing back back in those days. Uh, and yeah, and you know, um, and so. So yeah, I I uh, I just did a lot of marketing, and I've always understand you know the importance of marketing, uh, and uh, and yeah, so that's um, you know that's a major you know um, factor to to the volume I've done. Yeah, the other day I saw this video. The guy was like, "It's okay if you cannot be a great salesman, but try to be a great marketer. That can bring you a lot many leads, and from there you can close the deals." Yeah, yeah. I mean, you it, it you definitely have to do both for sure. Yeah, it's like yeah. yeah, if you if you can't close, you're not going to be able to um you know to 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 have enough marketing dollars. You, you got to yeah. be able to make back your marketing dollars. But yes, for sure. Uh, yeah. If you're good at marketing, you can outsource the sales part of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. You know, to, yeah. But I think that's a great great skill that you can learn to market. How you can market yourself. For uh, your product is later. Then you first have to market yourself, right? So, and how do you evaluate these deals, like in, in syndication right now? So, if you're doing actively, how are you evaluating those deals? Well, so I have a I have my team that does all the. I mean, I can do basic, you know, underwriting, but I don't go. Uh, my personality, I am not a detailed type personality, uh, and so I build a team around me, right? That that can you know uh, get into the 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 T12 and and the expense reports and all of that stuff to do a deeper underwriting uh but uh, but yeah I, i you know i i just take a uh, quick look at the uh, you know at at the deal does it look like something that fits our buy box if it does it gets um you know it, it gets delegated over to one of my team members and go you know deeper uh and then from there yeah we decide whether or not we you know we'll take on that deal and uh, do you um, are you only doing five or six B and five or six Cs or yeah B, B yeah B, Bs and Cs um, mostly multifamily but um, you know we 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 also venture in like I um, um, I have a deal right now it's a, a new development for a luxury flex space uh, here in the Houston area um, so I'm um, you know I whenever. Outside of Houston, I prefer just single family. Within Houston, because I live here, I can be more flexible into the asset type because I, I can drive it. I can really like I know a lot of things about the different areas, and so I can be more flexible with that. Because you know the market, right? Exactly. So yeah, that's why like everybody needs to first study the market before investing. You can't just be like, oh, people are moving there, and I'm just gonna go there. No, you need <laughs> to understand the zip codes. And where do you find investors for capital raising to invest in your deal? Yeah, the uh, you know the the one place that most people miss is <laughs> right here in your phone book. You know, um, it's right here on your phone. For most of us as adults, and I and I do this with young people too. I teach a lot of teens, uh, uh, teenagers how to invest in real estate. Um, but uh, but yeah, your phone is the first place you want to go to. There's as an adult. As an adult, if you reach out to everyone on your phone, there's an absolute minimum is at least a million, but easily ten million or more. Easily, that's sitting on your phone. That's just like just like the example of my sister that I mentioned, right? 
um, you know how many people that in your life that might have money in CDs, in savings account, you know, in money market account, in IRAs, in 401ks that are just sitting there. They're not even investing it, right? And so, uh, so yeah, there's, there's a ton. Uh, so, so I always recommend start there. Um, and I recommend, you know, doing, um, I learned this from Russell Brunson about uh, creating your dream 100 list. So, so from your phone, identify, you know, the top 100 people, uh, people that have, you know, that, that are uh, busy professionals, you know, they make good money, uh, successful entrepreneurs, business owners, um, and, you know, people that are well-connected, right? Because even if they don't have the money, they might be able to connect you with someone who does, all right? Um, so, yeah, so, like, creating all, like, those type of people and then and then reach out to them. So, I, I would say start there before you get any more fancy than that. But, yeah, I, yeah, there's, you know, of course, you can, there's social media now. I do a lot of stuff on LinkedIn and Facebook, um, when it comes to capital raising for, for, for syndication, what I've learned is that every single person who gets into your war is, is, is an, is an important person that, that you want to get to know because, you know, uh, if they, whether it's either they will invest with you or they'll refer you to someone that will invest with you. And since I, I got into real estate, I realized people have zero knowledge about real estate. They don't even know what is FHA is. Yep. Have you have you experienced something like that? And like, how did you even explain things to them that you can make more money while investing in real estate, even if you don't have any knowledge, even if you right. don't want to do any work? Yeah. So, so that's a re really great question. So, yeah, I quickly just explained to them. Hey, you might heard of rental properties, right? You might even be living in one. <laughs> that uh, someone owns a rental property, they are called an active investor, active landlord. Uh, there's another type of investing in real estate that most people don't know about called passive investing as a limited partner. And uh, as an active landlord, you have to know something. You have to know how to buy the property, right? You have to know how to manage it. But as a passive investor, as, an, as a limited partner, you don't have to know any of that stuff because there's an uh, active general partner that is knowledgeable and runs the project. And so that's a quick way of how I explain to them. So I always relate to something that they might understand because everybody understands that they, you know, they rent somewhere. <laughs> um, and so, uh, so yeah, that's, that's how I explain it to them. That's great. And uh, I want to ask you, like, you're wearing a t-shirt like Hero. Like, what's Hero? Yeah, so Hero's my brand, and it's an acronym. It stands for Heart-Centered Entrepreneurs Enriching Others. Oh, nice. Um, that, that's yeah. Good. That's really cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've always loved the whole hero theme and superheroes. And so uh, when, you know, I, I thought greatly about, like, what is the brand that I want that, 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 um, communicates the you know um, uh, my core values, my vision for you know uh, what I want my companies to do, um, and so yeah, so we're you know we're out here not just see in my younger days, um, I was in business just to make a buck. That's it. You know, I was very clear. I'm in business to make money and a story. I would you know the whole idea of you know business for impact, business to make a difference. That's like 
who cares <laughs> in my younger days but as yeah. i get you know as i get older and i understand business more and like i said you know i went from a short term survival mode type of uh, you know uh, uh hustling to a longer term and i you know i want a i want a business that that i'm proud that is fulfilling that makes a big difference in the world and so so yeah so so it took a it took a few years to really like create this this hero brand um but yeah and i think age 30 is the milestone after that your life start changing <laughs> because i'm 30 after i sleep at 10:30 like i'm not going anywhere <laughs> So I'm like I'm I'm my life perspective totally changed after I hit 30. I'm like no, no parties, no nothing. You got to be more serious. You want to build a family, you want to build a life of wealth, generational wealth. Yep. It takes a lot of work. Yep. Yep, it and, does. <laughs> and what is Hero Wealth Partners? So yeah, so Hero Wealth um so under the are you familiar with Richard Branson and the mm-hmm. uh, the Virgin mm-hmm. brand right so yeah. yeah so so um Virgin is the main sort of parent company and then underneath yeah. Virgin you have Virgin Records Virgin Airlines you know Virgin Galactic mm-hmm. all of that yeah uh, so so I am modeling after Richard Branson so Hero is the parent company mm-hmm. uh and then uh underneath Hero we have Wealth Partners which is the syndication company we have wealth fund which is mm-hmm. our 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 fund um mm-hmm. you know a little bit different from syndications yeah. but mm-hmm. uh yeah that's what it is and um you know and so with the hero wealth partner hero wealth fund you know we work we we source deals and we also partner uh, uh with top operators and then mm-hmm. uh you know we bring on passive investors to partner with us to invest alongside with us into these deals Um you mind me explaining what is a fund and what is hero fund how is different Yeah so a syndication is uh when you invest into one property at a time so Yeah uh yeah so let's say you know um uh l- let's say you Amon you're you're buying a mo- you know 100 unit multifamily mm-hmm. and so you're not going to partner up with this one deal and we're going to raise money for this one deal that's a syndication Yep. A fund uh, allows you to have a more diversification. So in in our here wealth fund as an example, um it's a fund that's going to invest in uh 10 across 10 different assets. They're all they're all multifamily assets, but they, you know, they're different assets and so it gives us some level of diversifications. Mm-hmm. Um and for us not only do we dive, diverse across uh assets, but we also diverse across operators. Yeah. Uh and so it's a uh it's a fund of funds in the sense that the 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 fund identified the operator, the assets that it's going to invest into. And let's say and this you know um out of um I'm just using this as an example. Let's say it's a it's a 10 million dollar fund. Well, I just be I our fund is a yeah, it's a 10 million dollar fund and we're planning to invest um uh, uh 2.5 million to each um operator and that could mean multiple properties but to each operator so we're going to take on four operators we're going to invest and then from there depending on how many properties so like one that we're looking at right now uh one operator had three deals uh underneath mm-hmm. this thing so that's how uh that's how a fund is different so you're doing fund to fund as well fund to syndication as well for the for the hero wealth partners 
that is just syndications, not a fund to syndications. Uh, but here, he well, fun is a fun to funds. Yes. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And um, how do you ensure stable income for your investors who's coming in, investing in your deals? Because yeah, if you so, in, go for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, the whole vetting process. So we, uh, coming in, we, we, we know that there's a lot of different assets in real estate that you can yeah. invest in as a passive investor. Yeah. Um, there's, you know, there's assets that are already cash flowing. So a lot of class A, class B uh, assets already cash flowing. And then there's uh, on the other extreme could be a brand new, new construction, right? Where there is no, there's no cash flow and you just have to bank on appreciation for that. Uh, and so for our fund, we focus in on the the properties that are already performing very light value add, uh, so that way you know coming into the deal you can you can get cash flow very early on, uh, within the first three no more than six months, um, and then um, yeah and 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 so we we for our fund we focus a lot on that type of property. And how do you evaluate the risk? Yeah, yeah, we we go through you know fifty. Uh, checkpoints uh, mm-hmm. uh, due diligence uh, to to evaluate. So yeah, so we vet everything from you know the the team, right, the operators, the team, the uh, to the market down to the deal level. Um, and so yeah, we we you know we look at all of that. Um, mm-hmm. And so so we want, like I said, you know, we want good properties in good areas that's already cash flowing. Uh, we want to minimize our risk as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of our investors, they, um, uh, you know, they're, they're more at the level in their life where they want to take on less risk. They mm-hmm. rather, they rather, you know, you know, make a decent return, but, uh, but, uh, uh a, a safer deal than, you know, trying to make a bigger return on a more riskier deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so we look for, we look for properties and, uh, that, that matches that, uh, that risk criteria. Got it, got it. And can you share any example f- where you had a successful syndication or anything and something went wrong and what did you do to fix it? Yeah. Um, so, you know, i so fortunate that the deals that I'm in, they're, they're good. But right now, <laughs> in the marketplace right now, so I'll just speak for the marketplace uh, there are all kinds of deals that 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 have been going wrong, and yeah. you know, as you know, I um, I interview a lot of people, uh, mm-hmm. and I found that the the best operators that are able to uh, to to um, uh, navigate through the challenges yeah. are the ones that that roll up their sleeves and go in there and fix it, like go in yeah. there and actively, you know, I, I have a friend here in the Houston area where one of his properties, uh, you know, they, yeah. Um, you know, they, it was all kinds of, um, 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 uh, drugs and stuff, you know, that was going on. So they have to go in, uh, they, they move a couple police officers into the building for free just to stay mm-hmm. there temporarily until they get rid of all these things. But yeah, they, they, you know, that's just an example, uh, of how someone goes into the deal and like get actively involved day, you know, day to day, you know, day by day. In some cases, you know, some of these guys would, uh, just move into the, move into the building. So, you know, for like a, a few weeks so they mm-hmm. can sort, you know, sort out whatever they need to sort out. 
but those are those are the type of operators that we love to to work with that that they don't mind getting in mm, yeah you know they're not that their ego is not like crazy high where they're like oh that's not my problem <laughs> you know um yeah. And as we're seeing in the market, uh, in some places rents are going down, in some places rents are going up. And the current market trend you're seeing, so how do you handle the fluctuation in your properties or any kind of property management at that time? Because rents are stable or they're going down or they're going up. What are you seeing and how are you handling right. that? Right. Yeah. So in my market here in Houston, it's pretty stable. Uh, you know, we're, yeah, I mean, uh, Houston is not one of those markets that have crazy swing. We, we're very, we're, we're pretty uh, consistent market. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, we, we, we handle that by before we even buy, get into the deal to begin with and, and making sure that uh, our underwriting is uh, conservative, right? So here in Houston, um, you know, uh, rent increase of 3% is, normal is like the average um and so we don't go crazy and expect to do a five percent rent increase or a ten percent rent increase right so we make sure that we're we're conservative at the beginning before we buy the property uh yeah so so we're not dealing with uh, that as much but we do deal with other things here in houston so property taxes has gone crazy high in the last few years uh here in houston Insurance has gone really high in the last That's few years here in Houston. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, and so 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 yeah, so we, you know, um um good thing is we do have reserves to cover for the you know uh for these things, but it does eat into our profit quite a bit. Um, you know, and 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 and, and yeah, so so you know, we just hang in there and like keep implementing our business model, right? Uh, you know, it's not some of the deals anyways is not as profitable as we had first anticipated when the market was still good and you know um and 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 yeah and things you know the interest rate hasn't increased and taxes and insurance hasn't increased um but but because we bought it right to begin with because of our due diligence our underwriting uh you know our conservative underwriting uh so now we just kind of like um uh, um uh, Riding this out in a way, right? And you know, and and riding out while the while the market stabilized more. Uh, but yeah, and as we saw in the recent months, there were some syndicators who foreclosed on like on almost like two hundred million dollar property. Yep, and yep, yep. right here in Houston. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> right in Houston. <laughs> what What would you say to passive investors who want to invest passively, but they don't know how, because mm-hmm. I saw many shady inv- uh, operators too. So before investing, yeah. what what would they need to keep that in mind before investing passively? Yeah, I mean that's re- yeah, I mean that's a really really important one. Uh, number one, right? Uh, do your due diligence. Ask around. Uh, so, like that particular operator, uh, if you ask around, you know, people. Some people have had bad experience with them. So that, that could be the first sign. Uh, and then the second sign is making sure that either you or someone uh, can, can, can go see the property in person. Because um, a lot of times, you know, what you see on the brochure is nothing like what yeah. you might see in person. <laughs> 
in the brochure, everything looks good. In person, you go there and you see boarded, um, <clears throat> you know, some of the units are boarded up and stuff. And so, uh, so yeah, so in, in that, with, with that particular operator, if all you did was just drive the property, you would have caught plenty of red flags with that, with that operator. Um, and that operator just grew too, too quick, too fast, um, too big, too fast. Um, you know, and, and so, so yeah, that, you know, um, that, that's the other thing to be uh, mindful about. And also to look for operators that have, uh, longevity and have gone full cycle. Um, I, I don't, I, I don't remember how many properties that operator went full cycle on, but not many, not many that he had gone full cycle on. So that's the other thing, uh, I would look at, but yeah, driving the property, uh, getting referrals, um, you know, is 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 uh, I would say those are like the two biggest one. And uh, can yeah. passive investors do background check on the operators? No, um, you they they can certainly ask. They can certainly mm -hmm. ask, and and um, you know, uh, uh, yeah. Not, so I guess the the answer is yes, they can. By asking, and if the you know if the the operator is willing to let you do that, and you yeah you can do that, but you can't do it without their permission because you because yeah, you, yeah. you know depending on what kind of background check that you want, you might even mm -hmm. want to check you know get um, pull their social mm -hmm. uh, you know get pull the credit and all of that stuff right. Okay, um, got it, got it. If you invest a lot of money, yeah, they'll mm -hmm. they'll let you do all of that due diligence. Yeah. But if you're just coming in as a hundred thousand dollar investor, typically, you know, it's is um uh they, they might not be willing to 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 give you that that you know a whole lot of information. Yeah, if the slate is clean, they will let you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um how do you keep in contacts and inform your investors? Yeah, so I mean, we do webinars um, on a weekly basis. Uh, so that's one. Uh, we're, we're we're launching a course right now, uh, where it's a it's a six week course that we're mm -hmm. gonna take our passive investor through, you know, every two months. So they're constantly, uh, um, you know, learn about like what's going on in the market. Um, and so we're yeah, mm -hmm. we we always find education to kind of summarize yeah. it up. Education is our number one way to uh, keep in touch with our investors, nurture that relationship. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, so so web uh, you know weekly webinars and uh, and then rolling out uh, these courses is one of the ways that we do that. Got it, got it. And what advice would you give to somebody who's starting in real estate? Get in there, and uh, you know, if you uh, if 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 I can do it all over again. I would totally skip that whole single family home stuff and go straight into multifamily syndications, commercial real estate. Um, yeah, you know, I, I had a huge limiting beliefs that that commercial property is too big for me, uh, it's too complicated, you know, too much money. Single family home is easy. I understand it. But those are all limiting beliefs. And so, so yeah, so I would say, you know, um, if you can skip the single family, go straight into investing in uh, you know, into syndications, uh, whether as an active investor or as a passive. I like to start as a passive first because I get to learn 
uh, from the active operator, um, you know, and I get to to like learn behind, you know, instead of, and I'm not talk, I'm not saying this against um, coaching program necessarily, but the money that a lot of times you pay to get into a coaching program, if you take that money and you invest as a passive investor, um, make sure that you find people that 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 you trust to invest along. Like, let's say you have a good friend that he's already in syndications and you're going to, you know, and, and he's also going to be investing into that deal and you invest alongside with him. Uh, it allows you to learn the business from inside, right? Um, that's a much better use for your money. And so, yeah, I, I, I do recommend start out passively, learn from the inside. And then when you learn, when you're ready to lead your own deal as an active, you know, by then, yeah, you have a lot more experience and you have a lot more contacts also. Yeah. You won't believe it. I just had that thing in mind when I asked you that question. <laughs> I'm like, rather than <laughs> buying the coaching program, invest passively. You can ask more questions. Yep. And, and um, how do you stay updated and keep learning in this crazy market? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I... um. I mean, and I've been doing this for a long time, but yeah, I always find things to to expand your you know my mind out. Um, I'm, I'm YouTube is my favorite learning um, tool, and so I watch tons of YouTube videos. Um, yeah, and then uh, I do a lot of audio books as well, uh, and I get on a lot of webinars, podcasts. Um, and yeah, just really just like continue learning, you know, learning your craft, right? And um in and, and you know, I also host my own podcast so I interview others. So I learn a ton through those interviews. Oh my gosh. I probably learn more than the listeners learn. <laughs> <laughs> Do you mind mentioning the name of your podcast? Yeah, so name of my podcast is the Hero Capital Raising Party. Um nice. and uh yeah, we, we have a lot of fun on on uh, on our on our show, yep. And uh, what are your long-term goals for your personal and professional life? Great question. Um, yeah, so so you know, I I um uh, this this I definitely you know want to grow my commercial real estate here. But the big reason why I want to grow this commercial real estate is uh, uh, to sh to show my kids. Right, I have two boys, sixteen and nineteen. I want to show them what's possible, right? I want to show them. So like my 19-year-old, my, my I told him, I was like, dude, don't even look at single-family homes. Let me, let me like go straight into commercial. Let me teach you how it works. Um, and, and so, yeah, I want, to, I want to show like my kids, my nieces, nephews, you know, that there's an, you know, the, the, like the, the, the path to wealth, right? And, and there's an easier path and can get you there. Um, you know, in terms of my, uh, so that's sort of personal, I guess, you know, just, just making sure the next generation are well equipped, um, that they have the education that I didn't have when I was their age, when I was young, hustling it. Um, and, uh, yeah. And then, and then, and then business wise, you know, I want to get to a billion dollars asset under management. Um, I'm building a network of, uh, syndicators, capital raisers, where, we work collaboratively as a community uh, to be able to take down uh, bigger deals. Um, yeah, and, and you know, all, all of us succeed together faster. That's great. That's really great. And um, how do you give back to the society? Yeah, so one of my favorite ways to give back is to teach young people. Um, so I, um, 
a couple of years ago, um, um, Robert Allen, who was my mentor in the real estate side, 21 years ago, uh, and my my friend Javier Hinojo, uh, the three of us got together and we launched a program called the Teen Millionaire Challenge. And the program t- is to teach young people ages 16 to 20 years old, uh, uh, real estate investing, syndications, multifamily, commercial real estate. Um, and and um, so we piloted it two years ago and now uh, we're relaunching it um, uh, this year, actually. it's um, We're starting it uh, here in August, so in a couple more weeks. And... Um, and this year we, you know, we let the, the, some of the teens from the last program to be the leaders of this year's program. Uh, so they take what they learned and they, you know, they, 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 now they have a better grasp of what would have helped them better, uh, how they would structure it. So, so now they're the one designing this year's program. Uh, and we're also creating a Reg CF fund, which is a crowdfunding fund, mm-hmm. where these teens can invest into the fund for as little as five hundred dollars. Oh, nice! And we take that money and we invest into syndications. So that's going to be, I think, Reg A fund, right? No, no, fund. it's a Reg CF. So, so yeah, uh, uh, Reg A is a lot more expensive. It costs mm-hmm. like a hundred grand to set up, mm-hmm. but a Reg CF uh, generally costs you about fifteen grand. Tens of mm. yeah, about fifteen grand. Got it, got it. Got so it's it. a lot less, but it limits you to uh, max out is five million dollars a year, versus mm. Reg A is at seventy five million. Got it. Um, got it got yeah, it. that makes sense. And uh, before we wrap this up, I want to ask you like two more questions. Yeah. So, what is your morning routine as entrepreneur? Yeah. So I, uh, I, you know, I'm a morning person, and I love. That's where I do all of my learning is in the morning, uh, first thing in the morning. Uh, so, so yeah, that's the first thing I do before anything else. <laughs> uh, and then, um, yeah, and 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 so, and then I take my kids to school, uh, and then that's you know, and then go home, you know, exercise, get ready for the day. Uh, so that's kind of my morning routine, and I've been doing that for as long as I can remember. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah. <laughs> And um, what book do you recommend to somebody either for personality development or mindset or real estate? What would you recommend? Any book? Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, even though this book has been mentioned a lot, I'm sure a lot of people recommend it, you know, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, but it really is that fundamental, um, you know, give you that entrepreneur uh, mindset shift. and uh, yeah, so 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 I do recommend that book. I also love the book, um, "The Richest Man in Babylon." Uh, that's also a very good book about you know financing and being a private lender and all. Yeah, um, and so 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 I recommend those two books. And then also like uh, "How to Win Friends and Influence Others." So yeah. those are the three books that we're teaching our teens yeah. to do. Yeah. Oh oh, here's here's another book. This book, my friend Javier Hinojo who started the Teen Millionaire, uh, uh, Millionaire Challenge with me. Um, and uh, <laughs> I don't remember the book name, but it's about this. It's about a young prince that fought dragons. <laughs> and, um, and dragon was a metaphor for all the big things that we think we couldn't do. Um, you know, and his dad told him, it's like, don't worry. The dragons are really not big. They're very small. 
But, you know, until you actually go and see the dragon, you don't know that, right? Until you face your fear and go and, and, and actually deal with that, you don't know that it's small. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, so, um, uh, so that, yeah, that's another book that we, uh, that we share with the teams that are in the program. I'll touch it. And um, <laughs> if today is the last day on this planet, what message do you want to give to the world? Oh my gosh! Last day on the planet. Yes. <laughs> Anything, any kind of message. <laughs> yes, uh, but I mean, you know, just just love those around you, right? Like, you know, I think that as human being, like, uh, if if we strip away all of our wealth, you know, all, everything, all the material things in the world, what's the only thing left is the relationships with those around us, right? Yeah. And so, Beautiful. and those relationships are all built on love and so yeah, yeah just you know um you know love yourself too like that's something that i uh been uh you know practicing a lot these days yeah. you know yeah. I've, which i haven't been doing for a long time but i so one one thing that i um i play a game with myself <laughs> um you know uh you know how we all have negative thoughts yeah. right and then uh, we have these um um uh, intentional like conscious thoughts that we do. So every yeah. time I, every time my, my, my uh, intentional thought wins over my negative thought, mm -hmm. I, 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 uh, I kind of celebrate, I have a small celebration. It's like, yes, uh, like little things like that that yeah. I do. But, uh, but yeah, just love yourself and love others. You know? Got it. That's, <laughs> that's really beautiful. And if somebody has to reach out to you, where can they reach out to you? Yeah. So I'm, uh, I, you know, the, the platform that I'm most active on is on Facebook and on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, just uh, search for Tim Mai. Um, or if you type in Tim Mai Real Estate. But you can also go to Mai.com, which then will link to everything else. So, T-I-M-M-A-I.com. It will link to everything else I do. All right. And that's thank you so much for this great interview. I really loved it. And thank you so much, Tim. And I'll see you another one. Awesome. Thank you, Aman. Right. Thanks Thank so, much so much for having me on. Thank you, Aman. Thank you for joining us on The Real Deal, a commercial real estate investing podcast. The show that covers everything to do with multifamily real estate investing to help you become an expert in your real estate ventures. We're here to help you create passive income and financial freedom so that you can achieve what you want whenever you want. We'll catch you next time on The Real Deal.